lenses. We're live right now. Excellent. Excellent. Now, when you say we're live, does that mean we're recording for the program? Yeah, that's the program. The okay. one, the, uh, not the Roderick one, but, you know, get your mind right. We could have like a system of lights or something, some way you could alert How me How do you to... keep it straight between this one and the uh, Roderick one that you do, the other one? I don't have a thought on that. It would be nice if I had some kind of a visual cue for knowing where we are. Mm-hmm. Do, do I sound dulcet? <laughs> you, sound, sound... Um, you sound fairly omniscient. Hmm. Is that the same <laughs> thing? I think I invented a word last night. Well, I'm not sure. What was it? Um, we'll have to go look it up. On, on your other internet. show, you mean? Ah, Dan, it's funnier every time. How are you? Let me, um, let me go look. Yeah, I think I've been in a word. It might already be a word. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I was referring to uh, Daredevil, Mark Wade's Daredevil. Of, um, I was suggesting comics. I'll get to this in a minute. We had the comic meetup last night. Oh, cool, um, cool! I can't wait to hear about that. Do you take no, pictures? People took pictures. Uh, this guy from Ireland took some really good pictures. Oh, yeah? I said that Mark Waite's Daredevil was uh, premonicent of uh, <laughs> that's, Hawkeye. That's a good word. It is, it's like a sniglet. We needed that, didn't <laughs> sniglets. we? Sniglets. Sniglets. <laughs> what was the guy, the guy that used to do the sniglets? I think you're thinking of Rich Hall. Rich Hall? No, it's not Rich Hall. Is that Rich Hall? Rich Hall? Was that him? Hang on, hang on, let me check. Could you guys do a quick check on Rich Hall? No. <laughs> H. A. L. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rich Hall, the sniglet guy. Premonicent. It's pretty good, huh? It's like deja vu, but for things that, uh, I I got nothing. Yeah, so, um, I just took a picture of my new setup. I'm going to put it out onto the internet of what what it looks like to record with you now, because it looks different. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I don't know. Do people care about tools on this show for audio? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? People love uh, hearing things. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, go ahead. I could use the time. <clears throat> I'm actually getting over a little cold now. Good. I'm getting over you. Oh, really? Oh, no. Every day I listen to that REO Speedwagon record we used to listen to together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You got uh, a new setup there? A little bit of a new setup right here. Have you shared this with your listeners yet? Um, this is I good don't as think... good a place as any. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you know, we were talking about this. You, what do you re- when you record your uh, that other uh, program you do? What do you use to record? Because you record that right on your end. Yes. Are you doing a double ender with that, or do you just? I would never double end anything. <laughs> uh, it's just too much. Yeah. No, I hear that. Jason Snell does that for the incomparable. He gets like six tracks. And has <laughs> I know. The, did you get the thing? I, is Marco's thing a thing yet? Do you know about his thing? I know about it. I don't yet have Apparently, it. it's like magic. I, I don't think he, he's talked. Yeah, you know what he talked about on ATP? Marco made a, I don't know if it's a shell script or I assume it's PHP, but, in a, <laughs> but he's got a thing where you throw a bunch of tracks at it. I think it's like just a command line thing, but it, you throw a bunch of tracks at it. And it somehow magically aligns double enders, which right, right. Because as you could explain to your audience, you, you very slight differences in CPU speed can cause. Is that right? Exactly. Cause, yeah. Like the, every machine, even even two machines that rolled off the assembly line relatively close to one another, yeah. are still going to have different clock speeds and things like that. So after ninety minutes, there could be audio drift, is what we call that. 
Ooh, I like that. That was mm-hmm. a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a John Cusack. Cusack. I think, I think it's thinking of Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> nine. Nine. Time. Nice. So you got a new setup. And, uh, do, I sound, so, do I sound dulcet? I feel like I sound dulcet. You want me to tweak the audio a little? No, no, it's good. I oh. think I sound, I sound horsey. Horacy? <laughs> we actually named an episode. Peace out. I know. Guess they got any setup? Uh, well, the main, the main thing that's changed is we're, uh, we're back to Pro Tools after a few years away from it to, um, to record and, and do our editing with. And say what you want, but uh, about Logic is a good tool, but man, the editing in Pro Tools is like, like no, it's butter. It's not called Pro Logic, Dan. No, like butter. So we're back yeah, to this. You got and the offline bounce. You got offline bounce back. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> they made up for their years without offline bounce. It's the fastest freaking offline bounce I've ever seen in my life. What's the ratio? Yeah, like 20, you know, to 20 to 1. 20 to 1. What? I don't know what You can get means. a one hour show in three minutes? <laughs> yeah. No, less. Less. I think I must be doing new math. Like it, new- like this show that we'll do today, let's say we do an hour show, the bounce on this will take like probably 20, 25 seconds. That's <laughs> so bananas when I, when, I, when I have to do something like that out of GarageBand. Is that what you're recording the other? The other sp- no, uh, no, I record everything with Call Recorder and Skype and then split it into two tracks. I, I, you know, I've learned that I should never do anything with more than one other person, except for the incomparable because I love it so much. Especially but, not if you're married. Yeah, it's true. They call it um, an agapod. Cast nothing. <laughs> right. So tired. So Why tired, are you so Cass. tired? What's wrong I sound with you? Dulcet? I feel like I sound dulcet. You do. Um, I, uh, which one am I again? People bought me drinks last night, Dan. And then I came home. And oh, that's thing. why you're tired because the big event. Well, how did it go? Where are the pictures? I want to see them. Were you, what were you, have you slimmed you down? Or are you still people about what? what you're really, your, your obsessions are very, uh, intriguing. Mm-hmm. Your obsession with my weight is very, well, it fluctuates and it's weird. It's, you don't you don't see pictures of me. You see that you look at that picture the Irish guy took I sent to you. Oh, in the robot. Sent in the robot. Yeah, it's yeah, not a handsome nice. picture. I shaved, but I didn't get a haircut. So one bit. I just made a computer joke and a. Um, one funny thing at the meetup, I, I was we're getting ready to go uh, have a drink, and um, I wanted to have a mint because I felt like I wasn't very fresh. And as oh, I oh, this is a good shot of you. I opened my bag, and this tin of Altoids literally flew open. And half of the Altoids spilled. And, and like as one, like half a dozen people are like, Merlin spilled this pill. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm like on the floor gathering Altoids. Brassa, fresh, snaggle, brassa. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so um, where were we? I was dulcet. Mm-hmm. You have a new setup, mm-hmm. offline bounce. Oh, yeah. So like, I, 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 don't, I never clocked it. It definitely seems to vary. Based on, so I've got this Mac Pro from 2006, I mm-hmm. think. Oh, that's a good one. It's a cheese. Well, I don't want to say that. Um, it's got two CD ROMs, which is nice. Because I thought I'd need that. Mm-hmm. I thought about putting Drive Bays in there. I bought one. I just never installed it. Um, I um, I feel like it takes at least half and probably three quarters of of the length of the program. So like I just go and do so like with with the other show I do I'll go and like get things started get the front get the beginning get the ending um, to where I want listen to both a couple times and then boop send to iTunes send podcast to iTunes and then I I'll do all the show notes and stuff and right. it, I end up with a little extra time uh, but yeah it's not bad but but for you guys that's uh 
it's going to save you some money. It's certainly going to save you some time. Yeah, it's a big deal. And being able to just edit and, and have Pro Tools back after years without it is just really, really great. I love it. I love the way that it works. And there are plenty of people out there who love Logic too, and, and it, it's been great. But just the the interface of familiarity with the interface, the familiarity with the tools that, that you use that you like to use, it's it's a welcome mm-hmm. welcome thing to have that back. How Does it have built-in collaboration stuff or do you just th- you just throw it on uh strong bad or dropbox or yeah something? yeah we do, well we have uh we've got um is it we have a uh server here in people skip over all this thing it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we, we, we could a, talk about boogers and butts and people would just skip right over it we have uh, a, a first <laughs> the part where merlin gets mad <laughs> that's the part they they go for oh doesn't but we have a server here that's through like it's not quite through a vpn but it's a firewall thing and the editors can get to it, and um, and they they pull the files down from it, and then they publish them right on the website in the CMS. Well, congratulations! Um, Thanks. Nice. No, seriously, it's nice that you set that up. I uh, once I get an actual legitimate machine running actual legitimate logic, I'm looking forward to making that leap because it looks so much easier to use now. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, f you. <laughs> Uh, last night was the uh, Ungainly X-Man comic meetup, and a bunch of people came out to Two Cats Comics, and it was super-duper fun. Um, it was really great. And uh, they, they, were, they ran out of Saga, and they ran out of Hawkeye. So I think oh, wow. I, was, I was doing my job right. Sent people home with some Superman family adventures, some new Avengers. I'll tell you, man, that you could do worse. If you're, if you're suggesting Avengers to somebody, I think you could do worse than starting with Breakout. I know it's technically like new Avengers, but it's, uh, man, Breakout's good. It's got great Spider-Man stuff in it. You ever read it? No, I've never read that one. Uh, it starts out with uh, somebody's broken, not the raft, but like one of the, well, I mean, like a whole bunch of prisons get broken into. It's like super villain prisons. There's like the raft and the um, the tiny town, you know? Don't they have like a tiny town on S.H.I.E.L.D.? On the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier? I think I'm having a stroke. Anyway, they, all at once, all of these super bad guys get broken out and it's really, really good. And they, got, they spend a lot of it then trying to catch the the people that they haven't caught. And actually becomes a major storyline on Avengers or Smitey's Heroes cartoon, which I can also recommend. Okay. So it was great. Let's see who was there. Okay, so that was Ben McCarthy. Took that photograph. An Irish guy with very handsome eyebrows. Uh, Ted from the internet was there. The official, uh, the official uh, design director of Roderick on the Line. Nice. Uh, unofficially. Uh, this really nice lady named Kitty uh, gave my, my daughter. Oh, you know, you got, she, Kitty gave you jewelry too. I think you got cufflinks from Kitty. Oh, you met her? I met her. She gave me cufflinks. Yeah, so she, she gave, gave us the Adventure Netflix. Time uh, uh, cufflinks. She's, she's got amazing. The, I got the uh, the Jiggler and Bimo. Oh, nice! Love the Jiggler and uh, who else? Uh, so Kitty and her and her uh, and her uh, her man were there, and my friend Stephen Fox that I used to play in bands with. Uh, Jesse Atkinson, I finally met, and Chris Enns from the podcasts. Oh, I met nice! Chris. He came all the way down from Canada, um, and that was really nice. And he drove me home. Ooh. So I gave him a mouth kiss. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sublingual, if you know what I mean. Later, later. Anyway, it was really fun, and uh, it was great. Somebody gave me some uh, Sandman comics from back in the day. It was really cool. It was really cool. And, and I just would like to thank, uh, first of all, thank everybody who came. It was uh, more people than I expected. It made me feel really good. I hope people had fun. And thanks to uh, Two Cats, to everybody there, Christian and Corey and Aaron, and the group... Uh, that makes my world so wonderful every Wednesday. Nice. So it was really fun. And I uh, will pretty definitely do it again, probably sooner than anybody would like, because uh, it was really fun. It's nice, you know? Um, 
it's it's strange though to still feel like I'm way too dorky for normal people and I'm way too stupid for dorks. So I feel like a man without a flag. You know, it's weird. So it's weird. Th- so would you call this thing a success? No. Why not? <laughs> of course it was a success. It sounds great. They sold out yeah. everything. You got all this stuff going on. You know, if you keep your bar low enough, everything is awesome. Somebody should put that in quotes. That's good. You ever seen that World's End movie? You seen that? No. Is that the awful looking crazy thing with Brad Pitt? No. Oh, God. World War Z. Oh, that's, so what's that, the different World's End? Is that the different movie? That's a tough watch, the World War Z. No, it's by that guy and that other guy, Simon Pegg and the other guy. Uh, it's the end of their trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and um, The World's End. I just got to say, I'm going to say to everybody out there, I'm going to say this one time, World's End. This, this is, after one viewing, I'm not going to say it's quite at the Big Lebowski level, and a lot of everybody's going to go, Wah! about that, but like it's really good, imminently quotable, so freaking funny and Simon, Simon Pegg's a riot great soundtrack uh, so if it's out there uh, in theaters um, <laughs> so I recommend it World's End I asked what I watched watched half of that last night on pay-per-view and it was <laughs> it was really good so maybe I should check it out yeah you speak Mandarin no I'm working on uh, what's the other one Cantonese. Cantonese that's the one I'm working on I can't tell which it is it's, it's simplified Chinese I think is that ping pong so anyway, uh, thanks to everybody who came out, and uh, thanks to Simon Pegg and the other guy, um, the director, whose name is escaping me. It's not Josh, Josh Wheaton. Uh, so anyway, that was great. Uh, a couple more just quick things. You talked about your workflow. Oh, in a minute, talk about your special you did. I got one more here. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I got seven, six, five more. Um, the, uh, the, I don't think I said this last time. Did I, oh, yeah, I mentioned it, but now it's officially out. The Hawkeye episode of Jason Snell's The Incomparable Podcast on the Mighty 5 by 5 is available. And I really like how it turned out. It's got a great crew. Um, so uh, that is, I think that's in show notes. Uh, check that out. Um, here's the thing, Dan. What? <clears throat> you know, yeah, you put I, it in there. Uh, the Incomparable number 157, Bros and Arrows. How good is that, huh? <laughs> it's a great title. That's daddy's. That's literally the best title I've ever come up with. I love it. Um, but, you know, I, I realize I'm not sophisticated about comics. What, so, do you, so, what do you mean? A, like you don't bag and board them? You bend the edges? Oh, no, I, I bag and board the crap out of them. But, but no, no, no. I, <laughs> I got a slight boxing on the edges. <laughs> I, love, I love him. I love Agent Coulson. His first name is Agent. Um, I, I realize I'm not a sophisticate when it comes to comics. Well, I, I, like, I, I realize I like a lot of stuff that everybody else is bored with, and I just don't care. I'm, I don't read comics to impress people. I think I, I'm already feeling backlash over things like Saga and Hawkeye. And, you know, screw you in the eye. They are really, really good. And people need to know about these comics. Every day I see somebody who's never read comics before that goes out and picks up a copy of one of those books and now they read comics. And they're not mad about comics, like a lot of people. They really genuinely enjoy them. And I just want to say that with Mucho Gusto, I am very happy to share my very obvious interest with people because I think it brings joy to people's lives. Like it's brought joy to mine. That's all I'm going to say about that. There might have been a number two, but I forget. Well, what's that's the whole point of comics is to to bring to experience. I can't believe the how many people who love comics hate comics. Oh, because it they don't they book. don't like when a new author takes over or when Doc oh, Doc is in the so wrong body about everything. It's just it's 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 <clears throat> just not fun. It's why people hate nerds. That and the odor. And <laughs> <laughs> wow. But um, uh, what was I going to say to that point? Anyway, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, and it was really fun. So, so even if you've read Hawkeye, I'm going to say, 
If you haven't read Hawkeye, go pick up the first trade. Um, first two trades would be ideal, but at least the first trade, because there's like spoilers practically from the beginning. And it's really worth experiencing on your own. But um, I'm going to say, I, I felt like I was real dumb reading Hawkeye because there's so much I didn't catch until a third or fourth read that wasn't essential, but greatly enriched my enjoyment. And I you mean, backstory read, stuff or... No, or just, just like stuff. little details in the story itself that you go back and reread. Yeah, and get yeah, them. absolutely. The second one, the, the little details, but also the fact that it is clearly so well thought out without beating you over the head. Like it doesn't feel like a cliffhanger. You must go buy next comic. There's only like two stories in there, maybe two, two different, like two, um, two comic um, stories. And it's labeled part one of two, you okay. know, like the, the tape. But anyhow, I, I would just say it's, if you're a big fan, if you've made it to the Pizza Dog comic, if you've made it to Eleven, you might want to go and and read them again and then listen because I, I am, I guess, happy to say that lots of people were as dumb as I have been about not realizing that these stories were being told in uh, parallel in a really interesting way. And, it's, and the thing is, you wouldn't get it because it's out of sequence unless you sit down like I do and on the outliner and try to figure it out. You may not get like what's happening in the sequence of events. And so it seems like fairly disconnected comics from like 6 to 11, <clears throat> excepting the Superstorm Sandy uh, issue. Huh. They're very heavily related. And so uh, anyway, uh, I, I liked it a lot. I liked the panel. Um, I'm reluctant to say because I'm sure I'll leave somebody out. Hmm. Jason Snell, Lisa Schmeiser, Dan Morin, Tony Sindelar, me. And if I forgot anybody, I apologize. So there's that. And then you did a, uh, a very special episode of uh, five by five at the specials yesterday. I did. Yeah, I did. It was a good one. Really and good. What was it about Dan? Well, yesterday Apple announced uh, a couple things and we want to John, John Scully company. What is that place called? Yeah, that's the, uh, the soda soda one. And okay. we, uh, we talked about the, uh, you know, not, not so much talking about like the hardware, uh, you know, and, and analysis of the colors, but more, what does it, what does this mean as far as Apple and, and where they're headed and the mobile industry as a whole, uh, by coming out with these phones and keeping the four S around talking about the five C, the five S and the guests that I had were just, I'm so, was so, so lucky to have them, uh, good friend and, and somebody used to do a show with Christina Warren, uh, Horace dead. You came back, came back to life and joined me for a show. And, uh, also <laughs> he's been undead. I, it seems like he's around a lot. He's around. He's here and he's there. Is he Dutch? Uh, it's pronounced Deutsch. Oh, sorry. Uh, willkommen. And <laughs> Benedict Evans, who is new to five by five and, and the show and was great to have. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, we we just had a really wonderful show, and, and Hattie uh, Hattie was on there. Too, oh, Hattie right? was on there too. I was also on there, Merlin. Which one are you? The middle one. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh, that's in show. show notes, which can be found at five by five TV slash B two W B is in dysphagia, two is in Monaco, W is in cybernetics <laughs> slash one three six. Nice one. Six as in monkey balls. Yeah, that was a really, really great. And, and people have said, you know, what's what's next for Five by Five? Like, what is the future direction? And and I think that that's, show that's a good question. I've been asking. Yeah, that. I know you have. That's it's a great question. That show is is kind of a glimpse, or as you would say, a preview. Glimpse. Oh, it's a it's press. What is what? Are, what's the word? Omniscient. Pre preeminent. Okay. Of right. uh, of what's to come. So go check. That's it out. exciting. I think people really enjoy things like that. I really, I do think that. Um, 
I uh, I thought it was a very interesting event. I'm kind of bummed they didn't have a, a stream. No, I'm not kind of bummed. I'm super bummed. You're super bummed, I know. I'm super bummed. I sat there um, with my stupid Apple TV going, eh, when's the thing going to show up? Mm-hmm. It's very odd. What a capricious company they are. It's very, very strange. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting. I thought the thing Gruber uh, wrote about it, I think he published this morning, was really good. It's, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a curveball. There's all these things, as always, there's all the things everybody predicts, and really, who cares? That, But actually, it was pretty much everything, a lot of things people had guessed. But, you know, like the way they're doing pricing um, is, is so interesting, you know? And the way they're not like, uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty impressive that you can go out and get it. I'm still using an iPhone 4S, and I'm glad I waited. But it's great. I mean, isn't that like going to be super cheap or free now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the 4S contract, is like, the is the free, with a contract, it's the free phone. And then the... That's asinine. It's such a great phone. I was just thinking I mean, about that yesterday, how, because I have a 4, I don't think it's a 4S, I think it's a 4. And I was just thinking about that, that like, you know, like, this is still a really great phone. I think people, though, like the big thing that, that you are missing out on with your 4S is... The 5 had a, a, a really good camera improvement, and the 5S is a significant camera improvement. No, I, I, can't wait to, I, can't to pl- I can't wait to play with that. It, it looks really great. Um, I think, I don't follow this stuff closely, Dan. I have to be candid with you. I think the 4S, um, I mean, 4S, I think one of the reasons I got it was because it did Siri, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> my old phone. Does Siri? I don't know. It's, I just feel like I just bought this a couple of weeks ago, and and everybody literally laughs at me when I pull out the, this ancient phone that like it still works great for me. Any problems I have with that phone um, that aren't just regular stupid Apple problems everybody has are directly related to software, like uh, third party software. Yeah. Like, but you know, but um, no, I, I'm 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 excited. I think it's good stuff. I think it's good stuff. I wish they put out a Mac Mini. So you said you wish you waited. Were you being a little... Were no, you, no, I'm glad I waited. I'm very glad I waited and didn't, you that's know... That's what I meant. So you, are you getting a new one? Is oh, God, time, yes. What are you yeah, getting? Yeah. Uh, the, the nice one. The 5S? Mm-hmm. You getting the gold one? Well, I mean, uh, no, I like the, the gray one. What do they call space, it? Ma- manatee space gray? gray? Space gray. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to Manatee County. <laughs> the Bridges of Manatee the County. Of- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bros and Arrows, still number one. Mm-hmm. The Bridges of Manatee County. For this show, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I used to live in, uh, what's the one next to Manatee County? I was in uh, where Sarasota was. Sarasota County, I forget. At Dade. Dade, Broward. Counties. Broward. Broward is not Brevard. No, no, Broward and Brevard, totally different Just head. keep that you in got, mind uh, when you're out there. Yeah. Polk. Polk. Polk County. Polk County. Pesco. Pesco. I, I live oh. quite near Taintsville. <laughs> that's real that's great we moved I, I moved near I was in a suburb called Butt Holington um, which is just down the road from uh, crabs <laughs> really <laughs> Florida has so many terrible names I mean they just sound they, they sound just depressing you know what I mean it's just <laughs> what was um, Lutz we just have to drive through Lutz, Lutz. L-U-T-Z Lutz. That's Lutz, not Lutz? No. No, no, no. no. You're thinking of Steve Lutz. And then there's, um, so I lived in Pasco. Oh, there's just, I mean, the Indian names are kind of cool. Like we had the Pithlichascody River going through uh, Newport Ritchie. They had a big uh, boat boat parade there. 
Chasco, the Chasco uh, Fair, or as we called it, the Chasco Fiasco, because <laughs> we were funny like that. Park County. Anyway, you want to tell me about something you like? I would love to. And in fact, I am uh, a poster child for this service. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> you want to Warby's kids? I, I'm <laughs> okay. It's a new foundation we'd like to tell you about. Hi, <clears throat> I'm Brenda Picaro. Uh so I'm trying a new thing with the uh, with the Pro Tools, where I can, when I put in markers, I can actually annotate what the markers are instead of just making instead of dropping a marker and then going into uh, like like TextMate and saying oh, marker yeah, marker yeah, yeah. fourteen Merlin laughing marker eighteen sponsor number one. Now I can just hit the enter key and type sponsor and oh not, nice yeah. So that's going to save more time for Mark. Hey Dan, can you tell me about something you like? We ever heard of Warby Parker? Wait a minute. It's a new Warby concept in, in eyewear. These guys, no, listen. <laughs> every single pair of glasses that I have are Warby Parker glasses. And I've got like three or four different pairs over the years since these guys came out. And they do such a great job. Now, I, as you know, Merlin, I have weird vision. And it's not, it's different from having wizard eyes. But it's close. And... So I've got, uh, I'm nearsighted and I've got an astigmatism and the astigmatism is on a very specific rotation. And it's always a challenge for me to find a place that can make the prescription actually what my real prescription is and forget about having something that looks cool. I love, I love Warby Parker because they get it right and they've always got my prescription right. And I love their frames. And this is what they did is they went around the regular channels of like having, you know, one company does a lens, another company does a frame, you get it. Now you just go right to their website and you get higher quality, better looking prescription glasses, way, way, way cheap. And they also do cool stuff like they work with the Vision Spring uh, folks so that every pair of glasses sold, they give a pair to uh, someone in need. And that's real. But here's the deal. Their prescription eyeglasses start at 95 bucks. What? Yeah. Including prescription lenses. And they have this like uh, fancy uh, titanium collection that uh, John Syracuse would like. That starts at 145 But I like just the regular, they're, uh, I, guess, I don't know, they're plastic, I guess. I don't know what they are. They're not metal. But every pair they give you, you get, you get a custom fit. You get anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses. No additional cost. It's all built in. You, but here's the cool part. And this is what we're going to, we want you to do. They have this thing called a home try-on program. You get five pairs of glasses. They ship directly to you for free. And you get five pairs for five days, and you get to try them all on and, and sit around with them, look at them, see if you like them. And then you, you send them back, and you don't pay for any of that. It's all free. The shipping both ways is all free. And then uh, you pick the ones that you like. I, Merlin, I would like for you to do this, and I will okay. s- we'll set you up with a pair of glasses. I've done it before. It was it, it ran like clockwork. It was fantastic. So they send you them out, and it's all free to do that. Now, here, here's the thing. When you go there and you place an order at warbyparker.com, they start with them right away, and it takes 10 days. Within 10 days, you'll get them. Uh, usually, it's faster, but here's the special part. Back to work, listeners. You'll get your glasses within three days. What? If you use the code. This is a really cool code. I don't know who came up with this. The code is Dan. Dan. Uh, so that's the code you're going to use. This doesn't work for the home try-ons because they're already free. They're already coming. But when you pick out your frame and your final frame, you're ready for your order. You're ready to buy them. Put the code in, Dan. You're going to get them in within three days. You get bumped to the front of the line. Well, that's like that's like the greatest Twitter handle in the world. I know. Wow. I used to have that. So go to warbyparker.com. Mm-hmm. 
Code is Dan. Get your glasses in three days. Try them out. I think we, we should do this for you. And I think, Merlin, we should, you should try on five glasses and let the audience pick what glasses will be. And I will buy them for you as a gift. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I'll try. I want to share it an anecdote. Uh, last bit. night, uh, last night they didn't tell us to say this. Last night at the comic meetup, the, a young man was there, and he had glasses like the kind my sister-in-law threw away a little bit. And I said, "Whoa, those are really cool! Like, are those vintage? Where did you get those?" And he said, "I got them from the Warby Parker." Nice. So there you go. That's an anecdote. That's it's true. And now I, I, I want them. I want them. I, I have a weird prescription too. I have the same thing. I think I'm. I forget which sighted I am, but my eyes are different. I've got crazy astigmatism, astigmatism, as we say in Ohio. <laughs> right. We got, you got that astigmatism? It can't even be measured. Um, <laughs> not with Kaysh or Washington. <laughs> hmm. uh, but uh, no, I, I, I will do that. My prescription, I need to get a new prescription. I need to go to, you know, it's, 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 it's such a racket. You go to those places and, and all you say, look, listen, please, I understand. You want to sell me frames. I'm here to have my eyes checked like a gentleman. Please check my eyes. And please, please don't take me over to the Nike glasses. Like, I'm sure Nike glasses are fine. But in this case, I'm going to go. I'm going to get my eyes checked, as they say. Yeah. And I, I, I will do this, Dan. Because I, I really, I seriously, I go to the grocery store. I can't even tell what section I'm in anymore. You know, that I've said this before, but for me, the test, the test B is how well can I see, read the names of streets on a sign at night. But test A, far and away from me, is like, can I read the signs over the aisles? At oh, Safeway. In, yeah, Safeway. Well, it doesn't have to, it could be Ralph's business papers. Um, but that, that to me is the test and I can't see any of it. I can't, it, you know, uh, polycarbonate cotton candy pet food. Right. Now, uh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to, as an addendum to this. I, I got to tell you. I got to uh, I can, I cannot abide polycarbonate lenses. I don't know what that means. I just threw out that word. I don't know what that means. No, you're right to mention it. Thank I you. cannot abide those. Okay. I have to have Cross a high... this line. You do not. It's been a while. Market zero. Next brand. <laughs> the, uh, Am I the only one who cares about the rules? <laughs> I have to have high index lenses. So you know what? When, you, when you're doing hey. your order there, just note that you want high index gla- uh, uh, lenses and they can, they can it, it costs a little bit more. It's not a lot more, but they will upgrade you to the high index. I just want to mention that because for the people who are like, oh, I need high, like me. Yeah. I need high index. Well, they can do that. So our thanks to uh, Warby Parker uh, for supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Throw on that uh, URL in the code one more time, Dan Benjamin. Uh, WarbyParker.com. Code is Dan when you're picking out your final uh, ones. For most people, though, the polycarbonate's fine. Uh, can you do me a favor? Go ahead, caller. Take, take, uh, thank you, uh, first time Lewis, sir. I, I would like you to just take just, just half a moment, okay. think about it, and then I'd like you to say the word lenses in a very pretty loud and frenetic Jerry Lewis voice. You want me to do this? You go first. No, I want you. I don't know. Cause you're going to no, outdo no, me no. on this. Lenses. Lenses. It's a good one. It's a good one. Body carbon with the making of thing, the glasses for seeing. <clears throat> Let's see what else here. Oh, a uh, little other things. There's a new iPhone. Uh, and, uh, you know what I saw today? This is, uh, two quick things. I think these are in notes. Um, 
uh, oh boy, you know, I didn't look it up. I assume it's one of the, my favorite Mac bloggers. I'm trying to remember which one. Editorial workflows. Somebody's put together a really nice looking repository place, a page for going and getting uh, workflows for the editorial app for uh, iPad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in show notes. Check that out. Uh, another quick thing. I don't see now. This is this is dumb, but I thought this was so cool. I uh, I follow a Tumblr called One Thing Well, which I really recommend. Uh, it's a site that uh, just tells you about an application that does one thing well. And you can subscribe to, you know, do you want the Unix? Do you want the Windows? Do you want, like, I want just the Mac stuff. Um, but it's uh, Tweet to Site. Have you seen this? I'm just looking at this right now. A quick, easy, and free way to convert a tweet into various properly formatted <laughs> citations? It's so much faster than going to, like, you know, Mendeley or whatever. <laughs> Lenses! Um, Mendelens. <laughs> American language. Um, so anyway, it makes it really easy to make a citation for, for your bibliography. Bibliotech. <laughs> What's happened to this show? This is the show. This is what people want. God, I don't sound dulcet anymore. I sound like I'm whining about like not getting the car keys. I don't really have too much else. Uh, somebody suggested a topic. Do you have anything else? I saw the topic come through the Twitter. Oh, what did you think of that? Could you read that, that tweet, please, Dan? Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on. Okay, I can well, go it was to it. you. It was not to me. He did it just exclusively he, to you. So he misspelled your name, Dan. Relax. Uh, he did. Okay. Ha. Okay. Hang on. What a small man you are, Dan. It, oh, he did spell it wrong. Uh, suddenly, everything's not so bad. Uh, I don't. I don't hate Jeff as much as I did think, like white five thinking, minutes black, ago. White thinking. A modest uh, back to work B two W topic suggestion. Not wanting to look at your to do list. All capture tools. In world won't help. <laughs> I must investigate further. <laughs> Plus one. Uh, I thought uh, that was kind of an interesting topic. I haven't thought about what to say about it, but I thought it was a good topic in the absence of having another topic. Okay, let's do it. Okay, go. No button this up. <laughs> <laughs> a I modest heard- back to work topic suggestion. Not wanting to look at your to do list. All capture tools in the world won't help. Yeah, um, I understand the a, first part. Uh, I understand part one, but I don't understand part two. Uh, I think there's a couple ways to look at it. Uh, capture is a term that um, I first heard, I think, in, in reading Getting Things Done. I might have heard it before that, but capture is the idea. It's part of the five phases of workflow. Five? I think five. Um, <clears throat> capture is just the idea that, you know, there's, as David Allen says, and, and I'll just give you the third-hand David Allen version, is that there's all this stuff in your life, just stuff. Things that, stuff is anything that is not where it needs to be forever. Like, that's still, that's an unresolved thing. And we have so many unresolved things in our lives. And in this workflow that he talks about in Getting Things Done, which is uh, Copyright David Code 2001, the first step of that is capture, which is like, you know, most of us sit down and we make a to-do list. And we go, to-do. And, and you sit down and you write things like, you know, France, pants, car and it's like all this just stuff yeah. and you haven't defined what any of that stuff is but the first step is capture I, so i would say you know uh, one difference between a to-do list and a, what i would call a mature task list is that you, you separate the capture from the um uh organizing if you like that so you start organizing or you know um i'm sorry i people bought me drinks last night um but capture is the part where you just get all the stuff gathered together. So the, the idea in capture is like, whether you put that on a note card, 
whether you write it in your day timer, like whatever you do, if there's something that needs to be done, whether it's a calendar event, you know, a meeting, whether it's something you have to do, whether it's an idea for something that you have a place to put that where you, you know where things go, that's super important. And then that you also do indeed capture it. Well, why is that one part important? Because in capture, like if you just start writing stuff on scraps of paper, but like don't, you know, don't have those all in one place, that's not that much better than not writing it down. If you find a piece of paper with seven digits on it, uh, you know you're not doing it right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, any, anytime stacks of paper or a hundred post-it notes are involved, which is usually what I'm using. Yeah. You know that there's a flaw there because we have, we have computers. Well, yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm I'm just going to repeat that example because I think it's an awfully good one because it it indicates the basic problem with why we don't capture and then do stuff well. And seriously, like at some point in your life, in your house, you have found a piece of paper with seven digits on it. And you look at it for a minute, and if it's three digits, and then a dash, and then four digits. And I, I hope you don't encounter anything this year that makes you feel stupider than that, because that's really stupid. And the reason you find a phone number, you don't know who it's for, uh, you don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's right. But it's, it obviously was important enough for you to write it down on a post-it note that was on your <laughs> monitor for a while. And now it's right. just that phone number at the, like, I would, this is, you're describing exactly what I used to do all the time. I would have a little notebook and in the notebook, I would write down like a date at the top. And if I had a, you know, a phone call with a, let's say it's a phone call with a sponsor for one of these shows. Right. And I would yeah. write down the sponsor. I would write down the notes from the show, whatever. And then like after that, I might get a call from my kid's school with a number about the carpool for the field trip. So I would like write down that phone number underneath the notes that I had been on because that was where the thing was that was handy when I was getting the call and whatever else. And now there's just some random phone number at the bottom of this page of notes. Like what was that there? And then tomorrow I don't remember what that was. Yeah, absolutely. You know what and I'm you saying? Start, like, that's normal. Yes, I do. I do. I do. And, and what's, what's interesting, of course, all the Van Hoots out there are going to say, sir, try calling the number. You can definitely call the number, but that doesn't solve the problem. The problem is not that you'll never figure that out. The problem is that in the moment you wrote that down, you were so ridiculously arrogant about thinking you will never, ever forget what this is about. And so now you're, 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 you're entering a world of pain because at that point you are using your brain as a whiteboard. Um, and that's not what it's for. Like, if you want to be creative, you need to not use your brain as a whiteboard or an alarm clock. And in, in that instance, you know, getting in that habit of saying, okay, how about this? I mean, I, I actually, I think I have a, I put this up one time. I have a very famous index card of mine that says buy index cards, but, um, I, I have, <laughs> I have another one I found once that just said index cards. And as I posted in one of the early episodes, I have a page in a notebook that says, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Just one page by itself. Mm-hmm. What, what more do you on. need, though? I mean, that's self-explanatory. I know. That's that probably a not a fair example. Handsome grid. No, no, it's a, it's uh, it's not fair to to anyone. But uh, but I don't know what that was. I have no idea. Um, okay, so like, haha, these are funny examples, maybe. But but it gets to this basic problem with capture in general. Uh, and this is why I say it's important. In the end, it is important to have a larger process or a workflow, if you like, for how you deal with all the stuff that you capture. But, but you know, first of all, it's, it's where the hipster PDA started. It's why I started carrying a pen all the time and always having a place to write things down because now I know where that goes. Increasingly for me, that's something like OmniFocus on my, on my phone. Uh, it, whatever, it doesn't matter what that is for you. But if you had a really, really great idea right now and, and you were just out somewhere, work, work through this with me. Um, 
would you have the presence of mind to, to, to capture it in some way, to mm. write it down, right. to record it, to do whatever? Would you? Okay. And if you had the presence of mind to do that, would you have the tools to take care of that? And it sounds real simple, right? Okay. So do you have your phone with you? Do you have uh, a piece of paper and pencil? Whatever that is, a voice recorder, whatever that is. Okay, great. So now you're really firing on all cylinders. So you, you, you got a great idea. Got it. Do you have the presence of mind to actually do it? And then once it is somewhere, is that the only place that you put stuff like that? Because if it's not, that gets a little crazy. So if you've got OmniFocus and index cards and matchbooks uh, and voice recorders and leaving yourself messages, that is good in the sense that you do have the presence of mind, you have the tools and you're doing it, but that will eventually drive you nuts unless you have a very specific practice of gathering that stuff in one place. And this is why the hipster PDA is a joke that's not a joke. If you carry a bunch of index cards and optionally a binder clip, if you've got an idea, that's where that goes. And then when you get back to the office or, or home, you pull those out of your pocket. Like, you know, I always take my wallet out of my pocket when I sit down or, you know, my whatever's in my pockets, I take it out, I sit down. In that case, I, they're right in front of me. So I have to do something with them, you know? <clears throat> you have no one to blame for your, but yourself if you're not capturing stuff well. Now, it would be too hairy to get super deep into what to do after you capture, but Suffice it to say that that million dollar idea, even if you did capture it, if you didn't actually then turn that into some kind of a project or throw it out or do something with it, that weighs on your mind. And you stop, again, in David Allen's parlance, you stop trusting your system. And, you know, that sounds silly, but trusting your system means doing stuff like, yes, put it on the calendar, but then, yes, do that thing. Don't put anything on a calendar that you're not going to do. Have that piece of paper to write stuff down, yes, but then decide what to do about it after you've captured that. You know, it's, it's like, you know, uh, layers of the onion is, is I guess a, uh, a cliche, but you know, there's always something to get better at with this stuff and to get you closer to actually producing something mm-hmm. that you'd like. Yeah. So, so back to the original question, <clears throat> what if you're scared to look at your to-do list and let's say you have gotten really great at the best capture tools in the world. Uh, I, well, I mean like, it's a great question. And I think the answer is, uh, simple, if not easy which is that you have gotten good at capturing. You've tricked out all your apps. You've got all that stuff, but you haven't come up with a, like a, a minimally sufficient process for making sure that that stuff doesn't just die. Because that's not trusting the system. So if you've got the tools, you write it down, but then you never do anything with it, eventually your brain's going to stop remembering to write stuff down in some way. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not a neuroscientist, but I think it's, it's having those tools at hand definitely frees you up to be creative and to know that if you get your million dollar idea, you can put it somewhere. But in the same way that having a calendar full of stuff that you never do will will make you unproductive and not trust that system, you know, not getting beyond capture is is not awesome. You could have the coolest notebook in the world and the most expensive to-do list app in the world. But if all you're doing is capturing, capturing, and capturing, then you're not doing anything with it. That's kind of crummy. The other thing I discovered when I got good at capture was that I started capturing, uh, at first, it was this like, oh my gosh, I have to write this down. I got to write that down. Oh, this is an idea for a thing and blah, blah, blah. After a month of that, I started writing a lot less stuff down because I started realizing my signal to noise ratio was not good. Mm -hmm. So that became, you know, once I started doing that, I learned something different, which was that I don't have that many million dollar ideas. (laughs) That, you know what I mean? Like, it was actually really uh, gratifying to know that Yes, I've taken away the stress of worrying about whether I'll be able to write stuff down, but I also got better at realizing what was actually important to write down. So, you know, like last night, uh, last night I met a guy who uh, was the developer for MyPlex. And you'll either know what that means or you don't. Right. We, don't we don't want to explain that here. Yeah, I'm not familiar with their work. But this guy and every single person was like, you, 
you worked on Plex? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's this really, really nice guy. Super handsome, mm-hmm. tall guy. Nice. And I was like, I handed him a card and I was like, I want to stay in touch with you. Please write your relevant <laughs> information. And you know what else I said? What? I think I said something along the lines of, and write down Plex guy at the top of it. Right. Because that's a mnemonic for me. I will, when I see that card, if, if, it, if it says Anders von Anderson, I'm not going to remember what that means. <laughs> And I see Anders von Andersen Dindemindin at the, you know, uh, disjointer.ly or whatever. <laughs> That's my fake startup name for today. <laughs> um, well, I'm just going to stare at that and write, guess what? Now I I'm, I'm have a slightly more sophisticated version of the seven digit problem title. Uh, so anyway, Plex, man. Just saying. It can be an important part of uh, of your uh, the FDA requirement for your uh, media workflow. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think that's a good idea. Now, as far uh, do you want to tell me about something you like? I would love to when, whenever you're ready. Squarespace. Oh, Hang on, I'm just one more. Squarespace. Let me uh, get my mint here. Oh dear. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you got everything you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Squarespace, the only one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. I made it. Woo! I made a new website. I made a new website. I did. I made a whole bunch of sites. It's that easy. <laughs> you just, you roll them out. You crank them out. <laughs> That's what Beep you do. And they're all, <laughs> they're all responsive. That's the thing about it. I, there was some guy on Twitter and he tweeted about some uh, post that he wrote. And I said, oh, I, I would like to read this post. I would like some taquitos. <laughs> so I, I, I clicked the link. And I'm on my uh, iPhone uh, 5, which is running iOS 7, and it opens up, and it's a nice-looking website. So I do the thing where you, you double smash with your thumb, and it's supposed to make the uh, the text, you know, zoom into the thing, and then you can read it in the rabbit and whatever. <laughs> well, that's, double smash? Yeah. These are the... Get with the term. These are the terms people use now. I don't know what you do. I'm still on Ubuntu. Oh, I'm on San Diego. Terms because I work on second. Eighteen. So you double, you double smash. You double smash, and then it's supposed to zoom the thing in. And the I don't know about you, Merlin, but I can't read text that small. No, that has to be legible. And yes, there's this feature in the mobile Safari thing where you tap the thing and it makes it more legible of it. You know what? Wouldn't it be great if the site that you did would just looked great on every device without having to do all that nonsense? All of the stuff that you do when you start with the Squarespace templates and they've got a ton of amazing templates, they look beautiful and they just naturally look great on every single device. You don't have to do extra work. You don't have to rely on a, a a browser feature to hopefully make something readable for you. It's just God, readable. I just, these kids today, Dan, they're not going to remember this. They're not going to remember the ridiculous tricks we used to have to do involving invisible single pixels or which order, which order you put things in on the page. You know what I mean? Like, remember like which order you put the style sheets in and, and like it was bananas. Yeah, it had to be a certain way. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff with Squarespace, they've got a great, they have 70 people on their customer support team if you need help. And they've got, if you don't know what Squarespace is, and you, or if you do and you haven't seen them for a while, just go to squarespace.com. They've got really, really great, really great videos that show all the different ways you can use this, actually a few of all of the different ways that you can use Squarespace. And, uh, and, and it's really cool. And people have been sending us 
the best links to their sites. And we would love mm-hmm. it if you could do that on Twitter. So just uh, send it to, to Dan Benjamin, that's me, and Hot Dogs Ladies, that's Merlin, and put a uh, hashtag Squarespace on there and send us your site. Let us know. We're looking at them and we're cataloging them and the, maybe Squarespace is going to do something exciting. Who I don't know what they're going to do. I'm ashamed, Dan. Everybody else, is, everybody else is taking advantage of the fact that you can do all this stuff to make it look different. Yeah. And I need to do that because I get these and I'm like, nah, that's not a Squarespace site. Eh, nice try. But <laughs> it is. And you go in and it, it's totally bananas. And can I just say this? I need to say this. I got to say two things. Once a month, I've got to mention this, the escape key. Um, oh, I just used that this morning because I was I was adding the Dan code for uh, for the Warby Parker spot because I have a little site that's hosted on Squarespace. How very meta that I would host the site on. Anyway, Dan sent dot me. <laughs> Dan sent dot me is where you go. And I went there and I'm like, oh, yeah, what's the URL for the admin? Because I want to update the code. I don't need a URL. I'm signed in already. I just hit escape. This is why I don't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. Um, it's so if you go to your own site, right? Go, go, go to whatever mm. your domain is, whatever your your own site that you're using, your Squarespace site. Go there. Yeah, and just go to the homepage, or for that matter, go to any of the collections or what's what they call them, you know, or pages. I guess they call them. But yeah. go to like your blog or whatever. Hit the escape key. I'll give you a minute. Yeah, I, I know, right? It's so cool. Uh huh. Because uh-huh, you know what happens? You hit the escape key, and somehow it's Disney magic, Disney style magic product. But you hit escape and it knows that escape means go try, go ahead and log into this site if I'm not logged in, if I have the creds. But if I am logged in, just take me right to the control panel for this area. Isn't that cool? I don't know for if I'm the air, this and clearly it knows enough. where you are. So you're, you're there and you're like working on your blog post, you're changing your homepage. If you're in the, I, I call it the control panel because I'm old, but you're in there doing your stuff at command central and uh, you're doing things, hit escape. It takes you to the live version of whatever section you're in. You're like, okay, I want to go change that. Hit escape again. It takes you right back to the control panel. No two windows open, none of that stuff. Um, that alone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah go, go make that up on your own. Go, go get the library for that and go right. make that on your site. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, I like to follow Squarespace blog. This week, uh, I believe it was this week, they added a, a new feature that will, uh, you can choose to import um, the, uh, what is it called? The, the metadata you can, uh, yeah. from your photos. Yeah. What's the name of that? Uh, title, description, and tags. So if you've, if you've already added metadata, if you're a photographer, one of the mini photographers using Squarespace, when you import your in- images, you can choose to have it pull in your metadata. How cool is that? How very cool is that? It's mm. the coolest. Escape. So, squarespace.com. You want to get 20%. So you, normally, Merlin, it's 10%. We're doing 20% with them during the month of September. And uh, the code is Batman. Just like the, uh, he's the, he's the, uh, DC version of Iron Man. Who? Batman. Hmm. Hmm. Squarespace.com, 20% off for September. You get 20% off in September using the code Batman. Go check him out. Thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and back to work. You! They're good people there. Pretty people. They call it the Care Bear Lair. Yeah, they only hire pretty people. I've heard. Oh, that's a little bit ping pong. Yeah. Hmm. You get to I, learned the tr- I learned the truth at 17. <laughs> Did you I, wear a uh, black armband when they excuse me? shot the when, man? Uh, when Janice Ian died? Who are you thinking of? Yeah. Too soon. Uh, the, um, the, uh, I think Janice Ian, uh, that's uh, Maya Rudolph is her mom, I believe. I might have that wrong. No, Minnie Ripperton. Anyway, Maya Rudolph's uh, mom is a famous singer. These mints are good. Mm. What kind of, what are you having? I'm an Altoid Mini. And he's got horses in it. Don't they have horses in them? 
They shoot Altoids, don't they? Hmm. Um, <laughs> so let, let's, let's, let's button this up. The, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, we're not done yet. No. no yeah, this is a pre-button. This is pre- What was the word? I invented a really good word. Pupic. 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 Chechnya. Premonicent. Well, that's good, Dan. I'm on fire. I should have gotten off ADD drugs a long time ago. I'm killing it. Are you off of them again? You can't just go off focusing. <laughs> so, uh, and now how do you get to that deeper problem, though, of not wanting to look at your to-do list? Excellent question and something I think that we all suffer from. In some ways, not not so completely different from not wanting to look at your email or anything. Because when you're resistant to looking at your to-do list, for example, you probably have a pretty good reason for being resistant to that. And I will extemporaneously think of a few. A big one might be you haven't really thought through all the stuff on there. You have not really decided on your level of commitment, time frame, budget, deadline, however you want to think of it. You are not really fully committed to stuff that's on there and you know you feel kind of bad about it. So you might have written down this task of um, high school reunion, but you, you haven't defined what that is. And part of that definition would get you to a point where you go, I kind of don't really want to go to my high school reunion and I feel guilty about it. Silly, right? right. But that's why you don't want to look at your to-do list. So lack of definition, lack of uh, commitment. Uh, boy, let's, let's just go straight to the obvious. You've committed to too much stuff, either with yourself or with others. Now, combining that with number one, <laughs> having too much stuff where you don't know what the level of commitment is, except that it's too much, is hell. It's just the worst. Um, so, I mean, we should keep this short. I like that you keep the show short. Is it too short? Is it going to be too short? Oh, there will always be people who complain. Yeah, every day someone's born who, who's never seen the Flintstones. Uh, here's what I here was here's what I would say, uh, and this is going to be controversial, and that because that's how I roll. Uh, but uh, I, I I think there's a very very good chance, unless you're extremely happy and, and the people around you are always extremely happy, there's a pretty good chance that you've got a lot more things you're a little bit committed to than you'd really like, and and you know. Part of that challenge is like you have to decide for yourself, like what is allowed to be on your plate. Um, you'd like to think that your mean boss is the one who decides that. Uh, the really sad, sorry Kierkegaardian truth is that that is so your responsibility, whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not. Like you always have the power <laughs> to decide if you're going to do something or not mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. And don't wait until you're 60 years old to figure that out. I promise you, you will have such better 20s and 30s if you really get okay with the fact that that's really up to you to decide. And, um, and if you can't, well, you just kill yourself. I mean, like, why bother? If you honestly have no control, if you're a knowledge worker and you have no control over what you need to do, you're not really a knowledge worker. You're a shell script. So, you know, move along. Uh, so what I would say is go in and uh, be, be, be courageous. You, you know, one thing you could do, if you're stalling a lot and procrastinating, you could do what I've called the procrastination dash. Go in and pick one thing that you actually really do need to do that wouldn't kill you if you did it and do it. You'll feel so much better. Just, you know, punch the biggest guy. First day in jail, punch the big guy. Like, get that one thing out of the way <laughs> and you're going to do so much better that day because you're going to become a little more fearless. You'll become fear resistant anyway. Uh, and then, and then w- when you're ready to, to look at that stuff, do it with those optimistic eyes that you've now realized you're not going to die. And I swear to Christ, go get rid of some of that stuff. Like if there's stuff that you don't want to do now, you could put it on what David Allen calls a someday maybe list, but get it out from in front of you. Stop lying to yourself about like what you're capable of doing. If there's an email in your inbox that you know you're never going to answer and you're finally willing to admit that, archive it. Or write them back. You know, get Yoda on that business. 
You know, do I curse less than you expected? <laughs> you do now. Yeah. Hmm. We used to have to ed- edit a lot of stuff. That's now bullshit. it's all it's smooth That's sailing. So total bullshit. The um. The, the, <laughs> um. But you know what? Uh, let's close on this. You know, be good to yourself, even though you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. <laughs> you don't. Why don't? Like why don't I do. deserve it? Well, because you're I feel not like I'm. I not only do I feel like I deserve it. I f- I'm. In, I feel entitled. Well, then you don't have a problem. Okay. It's all those other people. That's the thing. Like the reason you're being, one is being hard on oneself. The reason one does not look at one's list is because one does not think one is worthy. Like you think you're a bad person. You're scared of your own life. And that's just no fun. You know, um, you know, give yourself just for a minute, you know, blue sky solutioneering, give yourself permission to, to take control of that stuff. And if you, if you, I, I say this to so many people and I feel like such a douche. But if people ask me to do stuff and I can't do it, I, I, I say the same thing, which is I don't have time to do this well right now. Like I could commit to this. Like, oh, you probably have lots of people in your life that are just committing left and right. It's like rental cars, right? Anybody could take the reservation, but it's keeping the reservation. That's really important. And when somebody wants you to do something, uh, they're just listening for the word yes. And once you say yes, you've lost all of your bargaining power and it's totally on you to make it happen. So the way to get unscared about your to-do list or whatever you want to call it is to is to realize what real connection it has with your life. Does it have any connection to your real life, or is it this thing in obscurity? Is this kind of uh, I don't know, like a an aspirational museum? I think that happens a lot of the time. People have this list of stuff that they should be doing, but it isn't really them yet. So why don't you try with something a little more modest, which is a list of a couple things, not even a list. Write down two things that are that that a child could get done in an hour. And that's what you work on today. Mm-hmm. And if you get that done, you're allowed to do more tomorrow. But until you can accomplish that without feeling like a basket case, you need to really dial down your expectations and then manage that with other people. Mm-hmm. God, that was a good show. That's a good one. Woo! You want to button this up? Let's button it up. Yeah, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs> <laughs> 